I'm your inner dream monologue and you're fast asleep. So I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Cool Games, Inc., video game design podcast from Polygon and the Vox Podcast Network. I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Nick Robinson. Nick, I got a... I have a question for you, and it's kind of been bouncing around my mind. It's been like a really hectic week, and sometimes when I'm like doing my work, I get these questions that just get stuck in my craw. Mm. But I'm so busy producing content, mostly with you, um, and I don't have time to get on, you know, Jeeves or whatever to figure it out. And so I was hoping we could have like a kind of a conversation about this. Sure, open dialogue. Yes, and if and maybe like I don't know, maybe this is the episode where we crack this case wide open. What's up? Does Sonic the Hedgehog have a dad? Oh boy. I've played, I've played, I love him. Mm-hmm. I love him and what he does, like, in the games and the cartoons, and sometimes he wears clothes, and it's really fun. Mm. And he collects rings and eats hot dogs, and we all love that. But you've never seen, does he have a dad, or was has he just always been? Is he maybe the first hedgehog? No, so, okay, so what you're, you're telling me, then, is that you haven't heard about Bonnick the hedgehog. Now, this is, I don't, where you're taking... I want to know if Sonic the Hedgehog has a dad or not. Yeah, and it sounds to me with this line of logic, you're wanting to set up like maybe a, um, just like an easy, an easy answer where you pretend like you know, but you don't know. No, I know. He's from RG. He's from the Archie comics that came out in the '90s. He was in issue, I think, like 15 or 16. They go back to the Mobius Kingdom uh, village, and Sally Acorn is there, and uh, Antoine is there, and they say, "Sonic, we have someone we want you to meet." And then they kind of they walk him into the throne room, and instead of Sally sitting in her throne, it's Bonic the Hedgehog, Sonic's dad, and B- he's kind of B- like B O N I C Bonic B O N I K. Um, which is foreshadowing kind of that he has kind of a Dr. Robotnik connection that that's like a few issues down the line, but he's like kind of, <clears throat> he looks like Sonic, but he's kind of got like a lighter blue cause his colors faded. He's a little bit older. Um, and he, he can't, he can, he does, a, he can do a spin dash, but it's like kind of slow. Does Knuckles, no, I'm sorry. I can't move on yet. Cause you, I just Googled and what I know you're working hard. And you wanted to impress everybody, but there is no, there's no results at all, except for somebody's Sonic OC, which I guess is like, um, they sort of envision Sonic characters in the, uh, teen, teen drama of the OC, Mm. um, which if that's the case, I think definitely that, um, uh, Seth Cohen would be Tails, mm-hmm. and I mean, obviously Ryan would be Knuckles, right? He's always fighting, but you're that's just, another. That's a whole another conversation. You're talking to yourself at this point. Um, I just want you to like not fucking fuck me around right now. I'm not on a fucking podcast. I just Google Bonic and there's nothing, dude. You got to Google Bonic the. He- well, did you say? Did you search for Bonic the Hedgehog? I Google Bonic the Hedgehog, and of course, Google my oppressor doesn't want it, it auto corrected it and there's no way once it starts auto fixing your shit there's yeah. no way to change that's that probably bad. the problem is and that's why he's such a hard character to google he's got kind of like you know how like witch house bands would have names with arcane unicode symbols in them so you can't google them bonic the hedgehog is kind of hard to find on the internet because so many search Ch- engines I, are churches orient- 
Churches the band came to Austin. I wanted to go see them in concert. Love their music, mm-hmm. and it's it's very poppy and fun. But I can't Google their their damn name. The upside down the, V is throwing. There's you off. a. Because there's a right, I think it's a right side up V, but it's still, I type that in and Google's like, did you mean actual churches? And now all of a sudden I'm sort of like cost comparing. Yeah, you and your the you and the wife ch- have two tickets to go see, go to see, a church. To go to churches. <laughs> yeah, which is weird because most churches are free in my experience. Has there ever been a, and please don't get the way you get sometimes about this. Okay. Has there ever been a birth in son- like where are these where are all these folks coming from? I don't mm-hmm. even know that I've seen an egg except for with the KOs. You got to stop calling them KOs. They're called Chow. But um, let me think. There, I, they're definitely not. A, there was definitely a pregnant character in the Sonic comics at one point. Uh, let me just really quickly hit Archie Sonic pregnant. Was did That's Sally not- Acorn get pregnant? Who got pregnant? What am I thinking? But of? Google. But Google. Because they're like they're in charge of all the information now. They're just going to change it to Sonic not pregnant because he is right. Like they're just like, oh, I saw you typed Dude, in Sonic pregnant. Let me. I got something for you. Oh, good. Uh, here is a picture of a duck doctor. Oh, um, <laughs> I like he it already. Is, he's sitting. He's got some good bedside manner. He's very smiley. Hey, and where's this picture from? I'm I need sa- to know. I just, it's from the the Sonic Archie comics. Clearly, oh, you it can is. tell from the art style. Hey, all right. It's, it's okay. It's a duck doctor, and he's with, I guess, Mrs. Prower. Yeah, and he's, he's uh, saying to Miss Prower, "Mrs. Prower, you got here just in time." Oh, that's that's kind of ominous because weird. If she'd been a few minutes late, Tails would have been an elevator baby, right? Um, and then you can t- tell from the little toupee that that's Antoine, kind of next to the the bed, um, and that's baby okay. Tails, and he looks fucked he looks up. High as fuck. He looks super duper high. <laughs> Okay, so this is good. I just wanted to know, where are these all... There's so many fun creatures, but where are they coming from? Because I started to think that Knuckles was the first echidna. Tails Mm. was the first fox, and the only fox. And then there's a whole thing about sometimes the creatures that they free from Dr. Robotnik's, like, iron pods or whatever. Like, why aren't they the size of the other animals that get to, like, fight Dr. Robotnik? and and they they don't seem to have the same... Um, cognitive awareness that like it's a real um, it's a real sort of Disney situation where like some of the animals are completely conscious and then some of the animals are just animals like dogs hey what's your favorite do you oh who's this this is an old Knuckles yeah that's Knuckles' dad Locke okay so they do have some of them have dads mm-hmm. here's a here's a frame of, of Locke uh, kind of talking to his son when he was about eight years old, um, and he got hurt, he's tending to a hurt Knuckles. So you can kind of—it's also a good glimpse at a, yo- a young Knuckles. And at that point in his dad's uh, life lifespan, he's got a little his, soul, little soul patch, a blue, a sort of blue soul patch hanging from the bottom of his echidna <laughs> chin, which is a good look. Nice. Um, what's your? Do you have a? Um... Do you have an OC? I just uh, jeeves it and found out what that actually meant. Like, what's your? If you were to animal, like, have an animal in Sonic, yeah, what would it? What would yours do? It's funny because I've I've gotten this question about nine hundred and seventy five times in my Tumblr inbox. Not uh, for me, but, but not from you, as far as I know. It, I mean, those those little anonymous circle heads could be Griffin. Um, I I never had one. If I, I would do a go- I would do a little goat. There's no goats in the Sonic universe, I don't think. That's it. That's why I'd be the first one. You'd be the first goat. You'd be the progenitor. Yeah. 
And his name would be Griffin. Okay, I would do. I think I he'd would... be a lot. He'd be a lot like me, but in Sonic. I think I'd like to do like a fun kind of Miles Tails Prower, but and he looks a lot like Tails, and maybe his name is Tails, but he's incrementally cooler. Like he's got like a sunglasses and a backwards baseball hat, and his name's Tails with a Z at the end. Oh hell yeah! Does he does he know Tails the regular Tails? Or does he know the whole Sonic crew? Or is there mix-ups sometimes where Sonic's like, "Hey Tails," and it's like, "No, I'm the other one. I don't know how to fly a plane." There's some of that for sure, and I think that could be a fun sort of thing. He's like a t- fun farce. There's not enough farce in Sonic. Yeah, can I really quickly last Sonic timeline thing? I'm going to send you. There's like so many the 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 fucking family tree that yeah. was going on in the. In the Sonic comics, towards the kind of the late two thousands, got so yeah, fucking out. buck wild. That's the um. Oh, this is the okay. So, so this you see is Knuckles a... kind of near the top there. Knuckles being the son of Laura Sue, uh, who also had a daughter named Julie Sue. Now Julie Sue gave birth to Kragok and Eliza. Uh, Kragok obviously married Leanda, who had had uh, Marinda and a Luger, yeah, Marinda, and then a son named Luger. Uh, then they had obviously Moratory Rex, who gave birth to Menacer. What and the Darilo. fuck is this? Uh, what are Menic- you showing me? Is no, this Menic- canonical? This is canonical in the comics. Uh, Menacer's son Dimitri obviously uh, wound up marrying Edmund and having Angela and Byron as sons, who gave birth to Jeffrey. Who this gave is birth like to this Spencer. is like the the book of Judges. Yeah. This is like this is the Exodus, like chapter one. Holy shit! Yeah. All right, I, hey, I changed my OC. What is it now? I don't want to be a goat. Where you I want to be. I want to be in Sonic, but I want to be Baby Groot. Okay, well, I can't help you there. <laughs> and I'd be walking around, and but it would be me like hanging out with Sonic and friends. But it, I would just be like Groot. Yeah, he loves to say his own name. It's extremely <laughs> funny. <laughs> but it's me and Sonic, and like I would help stop Doctor Eggman. Hmm. Maybe we should watch Sonic Boom sometime. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, what's Did- What's games? You, what is games? So we have a bunch of them this time, but you have to go to. Uh, a- yeah, I'm gonna. Um, yeah, we gotta. We gotta. We're this week has been buck wild. So and I have to run out the door to a game event. So we're gonna power slam. Well, you just you just holler when you need to go. But before that, here's one from Constable Jones. He says, "Doctors hate you because of your one weird trick. To defend yourself, you need more weird tricks. But the more weird tricks you accumulate, the more groups of angry professionals want to hunt you." Gotcha. Kind of a prey vibe. You been playing prey? Not yet. Um, you get these the neuromods and you get the powers for them. But if you take on the alien neuromods, then the t- the ship's machinery will want to kill you because they'll think that you're an alien. Oh, that's kind of a cool idea. But in this case, the alien is just doctors who are mad at you because you've sort of subverted the whole medical industry with your weird tricks. So you've got I mean, a sort of you've you've uh, you've accrued piles of salves that you've mm-hmm. made. You figured out you, all these, just through probably years of iteration, you realized, oh, if I rub applesauce on my face, I get clear skin, and that's that just destroys the dermatology industry, so they're, how, they obviously are headhunting you. How the fuck? How the fuck do you know what I do at night? <laughs> how the fuck do you know that I open up a little snack pack size applesauce? And just dab a it's bit. A l- one, one of those will last you a week if you use it sparingly. Yeah. I mean, much. you gotta you got to refrigerate it, but... You keep that you keep that in the refrigerator, and then at night you put it on, and then it does get all over your pillowcases and sheets. And if you if you sleep with a loved one, which I do, 
um, they might complain about the smell and the flies. That's I was having that problem too. The trick is you got to get organic and you got to not get cinnamon. I love the taste. That sometimes though, I'll like be asleep and I'll mm. wake up and I'll or I'll have a dream where I'm eating like delicious cinnamon apple sauce. Oh, you've been sleep saucing. That's what they call that when your your tongue comes out. You lap up a little bit of that pillow sauce, and then like the skin around my mouth is old and sallow, but the rest of my skin is tight, like a like just a tight face, almost like an apple. So, but then I would do this and then the doctors would come kick in my door and like right. take my, I, I don't know. The thing is they can take your applesauce, but they can't take the knowledge. And that's what, that's what really gets, that's what eats them up inside is the, the spread of this, this applesauce life hack. I mean, I've seen Michael Clayton. They know how to take the knowledge away. I think that's what they did in that movie, that there was a guy who, like, they didn't like him. And so they just went after him. Mm. And then at the end of it, Michael Clayton has his day. That's a weird thing about that. Is that really the premise of that film? Because I, I once owned Michael Clayton, but I bought it on this short-lived. Like I was at a CVS and they were having a clearance where you could get these special DVDs that were like two dollars. And the reason they Dude. were so cheap is because they were d- temporary DVDs that when you opened them, they automatically destroyed themselves after three days. So it was like a wait, what? It was a special DVD that like you had three days to watch it because after you open the packaging and it gets exposed to air. No. The disc just destroys itself and becomes no. unwatchable. I swear to God. It was no. like the most wasteful. Like they, It was probably more expensive to make that than to make a normal DVD, but they could sell it for cheaper prices because you weren't getting a permanent ownership uh, so of that movie. It, was, it had some sort of acid on it that reacted to the air that the Michael Clayton DVD would dissolve? Yes. Well, the, the DVD would remain intact, and you could still use it for a coaster. But or... the code, the code would eat itself. Mm-hmm. There was a virus on there. It's like some that's some ghost in the shell shit. That's like that's like you put one of those up in your computer at the wrong time, upload it to the internet and it erases all of the files on the internet after 3 days. That's a good game right there. That's a fucking good game. Where you put the disk in the internet and it erases like whitehouse.gov after 3 days. Ooh. And then all that's the first website that all the other ones are connected to. And I, so it erases all of it. It's kind of cool because it's like the ring, but also like CDs are kind of like a ring if you think about it. So there's probably something we could do with that. What if you wore a CD like a ring? Do you ever? I've tried it. Yeah. Don't work so good. You got to do. Unless like your the... fingers are like super far apart. Mm-hmm. We could put that on fucking Jambone. Fucking. Oh, yeah. From our. Okay. <laughs> Luigi classic. Um, fucking. All right. What do you think of the Filipinos idea? This is my first rodeo. Uh, how would we ensure that? Because you play the game more than once, and the title isn't true anymore. I mean, one thing that I always love that a game that when a game does it is when it acknowledges, um, like the number of attempts you've made on a level. Like you get okay, a okay. special bonus in Fire Emblem for like beating a level on the first try, right? Stuff like right, that. Right. Um. So what about a whole game where you get you get one go at it, hmm. and then it and then to kind of piggyback off our previous idea it, it zaps itself off your hdd oh a self-erasing game mm-hmm. i don't think steam likes those anymore no and well, we gotta and yeah and we gotta do we gotta do steam for some reason i, I mean they're fucking pulling down alan wake in like a week so hey let's was- talk about that that's not to be a game podcast but that's a, but that could be like a cool business model for us how how so because Alan Wake's getting taken down because apparently they have music in it 
There's like six fucking songs in that game, by the mm-hmm. way, that play at the end of the chapters. And those six songs are why like uh, 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 these billions of work hours that went into this game is going to be erased it's... forever and sent to hell because of these six fucking songs in the game. Um, but we could do that. We could make a game. And then if it's good, it's like a little thing that like is a cult classic and people are talking about. Did you play Alan Wake? What's Alan Wake? You're making that game up because it doesn't exist. If it's bad, it's gone and we don't have to be embarrassed by it anymore. That's kind of cool. So you're you're saying our business model will be using the nuances of music licensing issues. We turn every game we make into its own little PT. I, fuck it, dude. We could do that with this podcast. Like, I'll be honest. I don't think this episode's been very good so far. Right. And so let me just drop in like a all the things that I used to say, all the Griffin, words that got in the way, all the favorite TV shows have gone out the window. What's, what's interesting is if you sounded less like the real song, like your your cadence and tone of voice was so perfect that that's actually what gets us in trouble. If I sang it, we wouldn't be in, in we wouldn't have an issue. Well, thank you for that nice compliment. Yeah. That was Sugar Ray mm-hmm. when it's oh, like I have to be deliberate. Deliberate, like I don't want people to think that was not a parody. No, that was that just was a, not. Um, it was not in any way sort of creative or transformative in use. It was literally no, just the song. I I want everybody to know. I'm not making a statement about Sugar Ray's when it's over, and I'm no. not being... Um, no joke, no opinion. Not being funny about it. I'm just like, all the things that I used to say, all the words that got in the way, and that's the chorus. I'm like, you're really not supposed to use yeah. the chorus. That's just. This is strictly unfair use. No, I'm doing it, and I want you to take it. I'm, I'm going to take this section of the podcast. I'm going to sell it on Apple Music. <laughs> And and I'm gonna charge a dollar ninety nine for it. You should probably also put it on YouTube. Monetize. I'll put it on fucking YouTube. But I'm gonna monetize it in all countries. Thank you very much. Um, how about <laughs> we should make a game in one of these? Sure. What do you you have any ideas? Um, here's one from Hella Lugosi who says a game where if you die, you take control of two people who start weakened at Bernie'sing your corpse to try to finish the level. Uh, and then I had, I, I, this was immediately where my mind went and RO red went the same place. It says, if those two people die, four more appear to control them controlling you. Uh, and then fucking hell Lugosi steps back in. I love this collaboration in the community. This can and will continue exponentially until either you complete the level or your processor melts. Uh Oh, oh shit. It's, it's sugar Ray. <laughs> Fuck. They called it in. This idea is really good. Uh, and I, I, the escalation is definitely, definitely the most appealing part to me. Um, there's a game that is coming out on the PS4. I think it might have come out this last week or it's coming out this week called Super Rude Bear Resurrection. And it's like a Super Meat Boy adjacent platformer where every time you die, your corpse, like if let's say you die, you land on a spike pit, your corpse stays there and you can use it as a platform to continue okay. through the level. I'm picturing right. sort of a 3D version of that but although i do feel like like let's say it's a splinter cell action game sam fisher dies sam fisher's brother bob fisher and mike fisher show up it's a lot harder to stealthily get three dudes one of whom is dead through a facility than one sort of deft leathered up light up head like sneaking guy right like it's it seems more challenging the more fellas you add yeah, and I mean it wouldn't it would be Sam Fisher sneaks around and he climbs up between the two walls and he tries to drop on a guy but he falls too far and he dies. Right. And then but the two people who come would be Andrew McCarthy and Jonathan Silverman who and I don't know why they're in the game. And they're mm-hmm. old as fuck now, I think. These two boys are aged. 
I believe. And so I think that there's a certain depreciation there. But what what I like about where the suggestion went in the Reddit is, and by the way, this is cool that this is, we have on record the first cool conversation that ever happened on Reddit. <laughs> um, Andrew McCarthy and Jonathan Silverman die because they're not spies, right? They get fucking lit up mm. by these terrorists. And then four people, well, no, hold you, on. If it's two per corpse, all of a sudden we need six people to help carry these three There's dead three bodies, around. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and these three dead bodies are linked, and all of a sudden we got a chain going. This, hmm. It's like, just, a, it, it's like, like, it's like a Rockets like kick kicking line. Yeah, of, it, but every other one is a dead person who's not who's not here anymore. This the thing about this game is like, you get three game overs and it's basically an RTS. Like it it escalates <laughs> yeah, so quickly. Yeah, but I mean, and eventually, I think after fucking five, we're talking about everything. Like it's yeah, it is it's such an enormous on. chain. Um, I, like I, I think the, that, that, I think you could ooh you could develop more complex hold structures. So like after a while, a chain is too unwieldy, so you form like a phalanx, mm, maybe a pyramid, a, a triangle, a pyramid of yeah. This is basically the wonderful one hundred and one, but like nine of them are dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean if it was wonderful one hundred and one, yeah, I think that would math out to about nine corpses in the pile of one hundred and one. Jonathan Silverman's and Andrew McCarthyisms. Wait, maybe my I think my math might be way off though because the nine deaths is actually you lose your first guy, then you lose the two people who came for him, then you lose the six people who came to carry those three. Nine squared is eighty one, so I think it would be ninety folks. Right? I don't I don't know numbers. I just know that this is going to be a lot of corpses. It's going to be a lot of corpses. Um, and I think they're trying to. I think they are doing a sneaking mission. I'd, and yeah. so when you're a, when you're a triangle of eighty one folks, just trying to get through the, the Chicago, uh, uh, you, you know, uh, city hall water treatment facility without blowing up the bombs, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough because then when you die, all of a sudden we're talking about I think sixteen hundred people, <laughs> um. And at that point, it's like uh, tr- like some fucking train to Busan, just like human waves, mm. and which is interesting because it's 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 not really a stealth game anymore at that point, but it it gains the ability of like it, it's a self correcting game in terms of difficulty, which I really like. Yeah, like eventually you get to the last level. If you're anything like me playing a Splinter Cell or Hitman game, rest in peace, Hitman. Um, like all of a sudden you're swarming this. What's facility. wrong with Hitman, dude? I don't even want to. It's hopefully nothing. Hopefully nothing. But are they uh, like not doing Square Enix dropped IO Interactive? Uh, oh, what the fuck? Really? I missed that. Yeah. And so currently the status of Hitman is in limbo, which is terrifying and heartbreaking because they've explicitly said that they have they were planning on doing like a second season. Um, well, it sounds to me like the one who got the hit put out on them. Was it Agent 47? It sounds to me like sauce for the goose is sauce for the gander about a, the Agent 47 in this one. Gotcha. That would be a good... You should get back on the news The news beat at Polygon. That would be a really good headline. Sauce for the goose is sauce for the gander, colon, Square Enix. Subhead. Take puts out a hit on hit, uh, Hitman uh, Maker. I Are they developer? Do they developer publish? I still don't know the difference between I, those two. I mean, um, <laughs> Hitman... 
The Hitman folks, IO Interactive, got a hit put out on them by Square Enix. I like this because you're, it's sort of an inversion of the uh, every time a new trailer comes out, someone writes a headline where it's like, Hitman hits its way in the stores June 29th. Fucking Super Mario uh, hops his way on the consoles. This, like, this is like Hitman dies his way out of my 2018 game of the year list. Uh, kind of a sad. We headline. thought this. Th- we thought this one was going to be a hit, man. But colon Square Enix, who helped make it. Again, I don't know if they published or developed. I still am not sure. This what is that all part of the headline, means. right? Uh, yes. Parenthetical. I have to explain that in bracket. Well, we're inside. <laughs> we're deep in the. We're three deep in the parentheses right now. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a bracket, a curly brace, <laughs> mm. and then it says, um, "Holy hit, man." God can you be- can you believe it? Agent Forty Seven, the bald one, goes down, hoisted on his own uh, razor wire or whatever he uses. Yeah, I kind of like maybe if if they do end up because I'm not really clear on whether Square Enix gets to keep the rights to Hitman, which is really scary. But maybe IO Interactive makes a new game called The Bald One Goes Down. Yes, uh, about another agent, Agent Forty Eight. Bald, ki- bald kill. Bald kill. Baldman. <laughs> Um, God, I hope that situation ends well. I'm joking about it because it breaks my fucking heart. Hitman was so, so, so good. Um, let's... That barcode on the back of his head. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I have a calorie counting app. I count my calories and it has a barcode scanner. And so I scan it and it's like, this is how many, um, this is how many points this like peanut butter, this applesauce cup is worth when you eat it at night off your own face like a hungry bear. Um, if you scanned his barcode, what do you think it... What do you think it is? You're talking about like an oik- oikos Greek yogurt. I would love to know. Also, like there was a that old barcode scanning, like fucking the cat scan, like, cat cat. Yeah, we've talked about this. Before. We have, but um, there was also like I don't know if we ever talked about the fact that there was a there was like a product you could get that was kind of like adjacent to a, a Tamagotchi type vibe, where you would scan barcodes, they would load into your game as like creatures. Oh, fuck, I would that's love good. To put the hitman in my in my game. Let's save him. Hashtag save Hitman. What do we need to send? Roswell. Remember when they saved that show? They sent folks like, I think, condoms. That seems like a weird... You're, th- you're, you're getting confused with how uh, Jared Leto's Joker would send used condoms to Will Smith while they were making Shit, that movie. That's, that was it, yeah. That's not, and I got confused because Will Smith was in Men in Black, which is also Aliens. Gotcha. So. Okay, that makes sense. Um, let's do an advertisement. Hey, I think we've earned earned it i mean we don't get any money from it but someone does someone does theoretically <laughs> who even gets it i don't know how it works someone's getting it right you've been in the podcast game much longer than if I i've have. been in the podcast game but i don't know is this gratis i don't understand is this a non-profit ad <laughs> i don't understand this is a non-profit i like our show because we're doing what a lot of other podcasts are afraid to do which is advertisements that are just kind of to spread awareness about games like age of empires age of kings but the ds version not the pc version that ain't bad that ain't bad point blank it was kind of bad point blank ds which was oh shit the light gun game point blank yeah bud they did a ds version 
I know. Why the fuck did you play? It's like, do you want to simulate the act of shooting at things by tappa 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 tap? It is wild how much Nintendo tried. Nintendo tried that shit so much. Like it's a Metroid game, but there's no shooty. You just a tappy tappy tap 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 like a gun. Yeah, there was a lot of like uh, because the Wii didn't really have like a lot of games on the Wii also did the thing where they would pretend that 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 controller was good enough to be a light gun and you could like aim down sights with it. You fucking super couldn't, and you were moving a mouse cursor around and shooting now, things and it was uh, not that house of the dead game that came with its own light gun peripheral thing that you plugged the Wii mode into that was tight as hell yeah but, but that it was, was the like only one you shoot the upper left and the lower right corner and it syncs up like no it doesn't it's not it kind of did but not good not enough. good yes enough. i agree um so i, I people have probably deduced by now what we're talking about right uh game fly game fly is the thing if you want to play more video games and god knows i do I love these fucking things. <laughs> you do. Then look, I want to tell you about GameFly. It's the best way to get uh, and buy and rent uh, all your favorite games. You go and you pick your games, and they mail them directly to your door. They're the best, and they have over nine thousand uh, titles to choose from. Hey, did Griffin, you ever? Did, did you, you ever watch? Hold on a sec. Before uh, you get into whatever you're going to you say, watch Griffin, hold, that on, one. hold on. Hold on a sec. Did you ever watch that one anime called Dragon Ball Z? Which that one I watched it once and I saw some sort of space ape and I said, "This is a little scary for me because he had sharp teeth and I thought about what it would be like if he bit into my leg or something." Right. Well, what I was going to talk about was there's a scene and it might also involve that space ape, but it's a scene where a guy look at other guy and he say, "Oh, <laughs> power levels uh, too big. It's over nine hundred or nine thousand. Nine thousand is what the GameFly ad said. So if this sparked a memory in your mind, that's it's probably what it, that. Yeah, that's what it was. The GameFly thing reminded me of how he take the his special hat off and he smushes it all up and he says it's too big. It's nine thousand power level. And the other guy goes, uh, "What? What the heck?" And um, it's one of the funniest cartoon I ever saw on YouTube. And then. What's my power level? Do you think right now? Because yours is not, yours is really fucking like that whole run is like yours is so strong, and I want to know how I compare. I bet you're we're running. I bet you're rocking a solid nine. That's a thousand times less than Vegeta or whoever is with in GameFly. That you can get games like Over the Hedge for Nintendo DS, a game, <laughs> Did you? a game that I rented May seventeenth, two thousand six. <laughs> Uh, and then returned uh, June 6, 2006. So I held on to it for almost a full month. Hey, um, good. That game, by the way, I've clicked on it on the Gamefly website, and there's a t- reviewer who gave it a perfect 10. This is a user on Gamefly's website called Axe Named, Bab- named Babylonian. <laughs> yep. No, uh, this person reviewed it uh, in 2006 and wrote, This game is the peak of human civilization. It changed my life, fixed my marriage, and neutered my cat. Okay. Oh, I was right. recently in a car accident, and the doctor said the reason I survived was because my copy of Over the Hedge managed to drag me from my burning vehicle and carry me to safety. <laughs> if our constitution allowed the whole union of man and DS game, I would propose to Over the Hedge DS in an instant. Hey, wow, this person really likes Over the Hedge. It seems like it. I mean, I, I think the reason I run it is because uh, Over the Hedge for DS... Um, got a 8.2 out of 10 from IGN, and I was like, well, I gotta see this. Yeah. Um, so, uh, they can go to, they have movies. They do have you movies. You can go to gamefly.com slash CGI, and you can start your free premium 30-day trial today, and let's check out two games and or movies at a time. Maybe you do one movie, one game. Mm. And you can get this offer by going to gamefly.com slash CGI, and you can go start, sign up now, and get your free, get your games for free for 30 days. Yeah. And I'm looking, I'm looking at my account now. I want to see what funny, st- uh-oh. What'd you get? Nick. What? I have a $48,000 late fee on Zoom. Oh, no. 
Look, I mean, have you been playing it? It's good. I got you know what I got yesterday. What hippo? Oh, nice. That's you put him in your zoo, I guess. No, I didn't catch him. Oh no. <laughs> um, man, I'm looking here. I wonder what the game I held on to for the longest is. I had Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction on the Xbox for like Fuck three yes. months, but that game called so that yeah. was the right move. Um, let's go back to making games because you have to leave. Yeah. And you go got- see um, Reggie and the gang, Bill. Um, let me actually, because they're moving the location of this event. I want to see precisely how long it's going to take me to get there. Yeah, map it out. Because um, the event. What's it, well, say your address out loud on the show. Okay. I'll um, help you. At 1 800. That's a phone number. Street. I live at 1 800th Street. That's a, that's a San Francisco's much larger than I thought, maybe. Yeah. I'm going to type in the secret name of the game I'm playing. Mm, um, what do you think it is? Uh, just kidding. I know what it is. And I know we're not allowed to say on the show, um, but it's Super Mario Odyssey 2. You have to stop. I don't. You all don't even know how far ahead we are. Yeah. Like, they, we, just they, kidding. It's, we, we're still we're on that fucking print schedule you know how magazines get to see uh, games like eight years in advance so they can carefully hand produce every issue with a printing press we're not allowed to say what the game is but uh let's just say it rhymes with melda bonline (laughs) (laughs) um it's gonna be tight dude melda bonline you can like play as any like a zora or a goron mm. or a hillian or a kokiri and you all just fight brutally and there's different classes like link and um bomb i'm gonna be deku tree nick let's drop back in we just took a break sort of clear our heads well no you went to stop you can't i'm i'm looking at the calendar invite i'm not gonna say the name of the company but it does say reg and bill's it says smash and slices with reg and bill so i guess you were getting pizza never with reggie feast and bill Trennan at, at nintendo mm-hmm. can't say that again cannot say the name that of the game that you were checking out but where did you beat ganondorf i can't stop it you, i'm never my gonna... question is who's is does one of does only one player get to be ganondorf let's talk off the air about the ganondorf factor but did but, you play so did you play the tingle class i got to be ganondorf Holy shit! He got he's has a big sword. So wait, was he the big sort of pig version, the angry pig version? No, it was the one from Smash Brothers who's based off of Sakurai's dad. Is that true? Yeah, he's Sakurai's dad is fucking cut. Then holy shit! He's green. He's got a big sword. Damn, that's the dreamiest dad I've ever even envisioned. Tell me about it. Uh, Do you want? I'll be Tingle. Okay. Well, you better. Call dibs. I think you need to pre-order to get if you want to be the tingle because there's only one tingle per sh- server shard. Fuck. Smoke and Aces fan fifty five suggests Resident Evil. The, the stop, movies. What? Stop. That username. <laughs> Smoke and Aces fan fifty five. <laughs> okay. Smoke and I Aces. I mean, every, there's a fan. Sh- there's a fanhood for everything. And, and also, fifty five is maybe my favorite part of it. Because if we're going by the general internet rule, that's probably a 62-year-old man, right? That's mm-hmm. a 62-year-old Smoke and Aces fanboy. Uh, so this Smoke and Aces fanboy says, Resident Evil, the movie series, the game. This would be... I mean, this is Resident Evil 6, isn't it? Like, this is what they did with uh, Resident Evil fucking 6? Sort They're of. Like- I want something a little more directly, like, hopping through lasers, 
Yeah. As Moa Jomovich. Melma Jomovich does like, that's like half of the each movie, right? Like mm-hmm. at Resident Evil re-extinction i think was one of them <laughs> yep. there's a scene where the movie starts with her flipping through laser grids just to practice and she has them at their her home and then like literally halfway through the movie she has to do it to she goes into a hallway and the lasers kick on she's like just like old she looks back at the camera and she says just like old times just... and then flips through the laser grid mm-hmm. and then when she opens the door at the end of that tunnel she steps into another tunnel with another laser grid and she's like they're not playing around this time and this she, time there's two of them <laughs> yeah she flips through them again um, so so i guess this would be just a game where you flip through a bunch of lasers and you see a guy get sliced up there's a bowling alley here in austin and they have a laser grid mm-hmm let me stop and explain because there's going to be folks who think I'm talking about like dark, dark light. Yeah, you're, you're not talking light, about bowling. like bowling no, no, after no. dark. I'm saying there's a room with a heavy black curtain and you put your like $2 into a slot and there's like a little screen showing you how to play and you put $2 on a slot and then you step through the, the heavy curtain and it's full of fucking fog in there and you can see the lasers and you have to get through them to the other side and press a button and then get back through the lasers and exit the room and press a button outside. But every time you touch a laser, it adds like a 10 second penalty oh, and it's whoever gets the fastest time through the lasers. This doesn't sound like it has anything to do with bowling at all. It doesn't. They're just trying to get like whatever money they can. They're trying to cover all their bases. I was about right? to say. Well, it also just makes sense. Like if you're a fucking evil villain who wants to build a lair, it's hard to secure funding for that. But if you get a bowling alley, you can use that to fund your true passions, which is making this sort of laser hell game for people yeah. to opt into. I don't think this would be a good game. A good premise for a game is dodging laser grids, though. Because anytime I see that in a game, I usually do a quick calculus where I add up like how many med kits I currently have and then how long it took me to find those med kits. And then I sort of compare that against how much time it's going to take for me to bob and weave and tuck and prone and fucking flip and climb over all these lasers. Right. And it's like, well, this would take me 15 minutes. But these med kits, I can go make two of these in five seconds so, I'm so zap 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 buzz 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 yeah what game i'm trying to figure out what you could what possible game you could be tapping into a memory from where you're crafting med kits but there's also a laser what kind of like survival daisy sly cooper game is this theoretical i mean sly cooper's got lasers sly cooper's got lasers for Doesn't days got crafting though that's fair um maybe it should you know what I'm saying though? Like, if I see a laser grid in a game and it's like, work your way through, and it's, it's usually like, no, I just want to. If I was um, uh, Catherine Zeta Jones in Entrapment, I would just like run right through those motherfuckers, grab the diamond or whatever, and then get back to f- fucking Sean Connery or whatever was happening in Entrapment. It's been yeah. a while. Um, what do you think of this this game from Niche Hobby Robot who says? Player unknowns tattlegrounds. A hundred children are gathered in an enormous preschool and must find the caretakers to tell on each other for bullying. Um, I, I kind of want to hone in on the idea of player unknowns battlegrounds, but it's a hundred children. Like, well, I don't want the children to hurt each other. No, That's no, no, no guns. To me. As it's a, all... as a, as a, when you become a dad, Nick, you start to hate watching kids hurt each other. Mm. That's just biology 101. I wish I, I had this technology in Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, where if tattling. I'm. Sh- if, well, if I'm shot from 300 yards away by a person I will never, ever, ever see, I would like to be able to tattle on that person. To who? Like, to Gabe Newell? Who made the game? I don't know. Player Gabe Unknown? Gabe Newell. That's who Player uh, Unknown is. We're not supposed to say that, but in the game's press, we do know that Player Unknown's real identity is 
In fact, Gabe Newell. Gabe Newell. Um, how do we? So uh, no no guns, I guess. But a hundred children running around. I I, the, I guess the idea that is exciting about this to me is a game built around the social dynamics of hundreds of people pretending to be children with a tattling component. Like maybe it's ninety children and then ten uh, like sort of teachers or chaperones. Okay. Okay. Um, and. But- you have to like knock a kid over or something like bolt. You have to like, knock a kid over and get away with it. Right, that's and the tricky. Well, if, now we're on some. Now we're on some hundred player Danganronpa shit. Yeah, fuck. Which again sounds cool. Um, but let's say okay. Let's say I I go to I'm on the I'm on the playground on this big okay. Russian I'm playground on a, I'm island. On, I, I'm there too on the big Russian playground island. I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in an old ruined reactor. Yeah, and I walk up on you and I shove you over. But ah. like another player saw that happen. Do I have and to run up on him for, and now get, they're running for the teacher? Yeah, I mean the get the what the I'll tell you what the web needs is more cyber bullying opportunities. I yeah. guess is what we're trying it's, to say. It's and also what Player Unknown's Battlegrounds needs is more more opportunities more to just make other of, players' lives hell. Um, I guess what like, I'm saying watch, is go it, watch the video of us playing Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. By the way, it's that I like watching people play that game a lot. Yeah, I, and I don't understand. I like watching. I liked watching us play it from your perspective because it looked like we were doing legit SWAT ass shit from your cool perspective. But from my dumb perspective, it just looked like I was running around putting on this different pairs of fingerless gloves for a while. That is most of the game. Um, I guess. I guess I don't know. Maybe there's nothing here. But my my, I immediately the idea of. I guess what the problem with this maybe is that if you see me knock over a kid and then another kid runs to go tell a teacher i have to knock that kid down 10 kids see that it really quickly turns into a hitman situation rest in peace where it's you're just constantly getting observed doing crimes pushing kids is there another more sort of innocuous harmless um like playground game yeah like a tag or uh some sort of because I guess that's that's the part that I really find appealing here is an enormous playground. The, I want more games where I'm airdropped onto an island with a 99 other shitheads and we fuck around for like 15 minutes. That's the appealing part of, of PUBG for me. Yeah. So you're um, airdropping onto a playground. There's a, Do you want to hop out and head for the swing set? Dive bomb over there? So I just Googled playground games to see like what I could pull up. And I've got let's here's a list here: Forza Horizon, Forza Horizon Two, Forza Horizon Two, Storm Island, Forza Horizon Two presents Fast and Furious, Forza Horizon Three, and then Forza Horizon Three Blizzard Mountain. What are these kids doing on the playground? This sounds amazing. They're just fully simulating the Forza experience. Uh, no, that's the developer of Forza. This is a dumb joke. Oh fuck. Um, Hoppy Scotch, fucking freeze tag. Freeze tag, freeze tag would be, be dope as fuck. Yeah, freeze tag would be good because when you get froze tagged, then you're stationary, but you can tag other people. So there's a hundred kids, and you run and you tag one person, and all of a sudden you've got essentially a tag turret. Yeah, right. Well, what's really scary is that if a bunch of kids get tagged in one spot, and all of a sudden you're like one of the only untagged players yet, you've like got a forest, a hands. forest of children that you got to run through and try to avoid them all. And then let me hit you with this. After 50 kids get tagged, all the lights go out. Oh. And then, okay, maybe we give we give all the... Every kid gets a flashlight, too. Like a headlamp. Yes. And now it's not kids anymore. Okay. <laughs> We've reached the point of the pitch where I'm uncomfortable with it being children. Yeah, I was. that's why I paused for such a long time. Is I don't want to... 
go through the it, dark kid forest. It's adults, and they're all adults, and they're in the big freeze tag game. Red Rover, can we make that happen? Red Rover is so violent. It's kind of a stupid game. It's not a good game in either. In terms of just game design, Red Rover is a bad game. You run it's at a, each other, it, and yeah. you hurt your arms. It was designed by somebody who was like, I've invented a process to dislocate the most shoulders the fastest. <laughs> it's min-max. Uh, it's speed-running bone I injuries. <laughs> um, how about this one? Mr. Volgen said, Andre 2,999. Help Andre reach 3,000. So it's a prequel. It's a prequel, and it's before he got, like, the coolest. So he was he was only... Slight, he was. I mean, he, he's pretty close at two nine nine nine. What's what? What does the number signify? Do you think in Andre three thousand's name? Hit points. Hit points. Is HP? Yeah. So three thousand is a break point. You don't want to put too much more than that because then there's going to be diminishing returns and in mm-hmm. his uh, stamina stat. I'm also worried that if you go above three thousand, just the game doesn't know what to do with that sort of boolean figure, and it might roll back around, and we might reach an Andre three thousand kill screen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he'll freeze. Wanna... He'll start glitching out. But he, no joke, he's a he's a demigod. Mm-hmm. Like he's a bullet sponge. He's he's like he's he's a tough. He's a he's a tank. He's a real Leroy Jenkins. What what? So in this in your head canon, I guess like where? How did he get from you know like how did he get from twenty nine eighty eight to twenty nine ninety nine? How did he? I mean, grinding, dude, farming. Farm it. So this is is this in effect a role playing game. So Andre three thousand. It's not just three thousand hit points. He's a level two thousand nine hundred ninety nine character, and you'd imagine that that would require a lot of. A I lot mean, he took of, the t- he took the toughness perk, so he might be lower. He might be like yeah. fifteen hundred or something like that. But he gets two hit points per level. But yeah, I mean, he killed a lot of rats and like wolves and like living mushrooms and crushed bone orcs. Got the belts, turned him in, and here he is. And he can fuck you up. He's got longsword proficiency. So this is a where it's sort of a, a mise en scene where you come in. He's already leveled up. I'm just trying to figure out what the game is here, Griffin. I don't think there is one. Um, I like this one from Constable Jones. Number one, take I am bread. Two, turn it into an MMO. Three, market it as a virtual hookup space for seniors. Four, stalemates. Hmm. Are seniors gonna go for that? I mean, I'm dexterous and young and spry and brilliant, and I can't control this floppy bread because of how many inputs. Yeah, I, I, I've really, I think olds kind of wee bowling maxes out their their abilities. I don't know that a game where you have to hold down L like left bumper and right bumper and A right. just to give one of your other old breads a friendly hug. Um, honestly, resonate. if if we were to take just steps one and two, then take I am bread and turn it into an MMO, I'd be real into that. I do like that because, like, just imagine the um the robust physics required would result in some really cool situations. Like you roll into a town and you just see a tower where like 950 other players have decided to stack themselves into Try one loaf big up. loaf. Yeah, they've yeah. loafed up, and then you other you see a few other breads climbing that loaf, trying to get to the top and add to the pile. Um, I mean, here's what I think. We don't have the nug yet. I'm sorry to say. Mm-hmm. I'm uncomfortable being here this deep in the episode without the nug also. I think 
we have an opportunity now to eat Nintendo's lunch and make our own Zelda online. Because now we know what's what it's going to be like. Yeah. And I think we could d- take your reconnaissance you just did and sort of one-up it, and if we get that in the coder's hands, and they can crank this thing out in fucking five, and then we pass it over to art, and they put the art on the code, and now all of a sudden, like 10 days before they even announce Zelda Online, we're here with it. Right, it's like, right now, it's kind. Of, we did already attempt this with old Persona. How did that go? We also attempted this with Harry Potter Online. This is a good fucking business model for just us. The, just the eating someone else's lunch business model. Yeah, the uh, the it, fidget cube r- complete robbery business model. No, I don't know that. So the fidget cube was a Kickstarter for a little yeah thingy, and like way before they ever shipped theirs, there was like three hundred fifty thousand knockoffs from coming every which way from all over the world, and I was getting like ads for them on Instagram and stuff, and I was like, oh man, that's oh great, that must be a bummer. Well, then I don't want to be that. I want yeah. something fresh and original. I just want to be a Goron for once. Maybe if you just make a game called like Goron Goron Line. And well, <clears throat> well, Boulder, Boulder friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, because you don't want to use the. No, no, no. But you you're wanna... a big old boy, and you roll around, and it's really the rolling that is good. But yeah, also just so sort fun. of eating, eating rocks, and just sort of the whole design of it. Just that seems, I, they just seem like they have a good ass life. They're happy. They eat ro- rocks. They can go they f- really fast. They eat rocks. They're funny looking. Eat rocks. Grow bombs. Fuck it. Like, that's their whole thing. Like, the, every Goron has that tattoo on them. The mm-hmm. tattoo looks like a spiritual mark, but it translates loosely to eat rocks, grow bombs, fuck it. That's so good. That's a, such a good life. Well, you want to be a Zora? Like, ah, I play a keyboard made out of coral. Fuck off. Grow bombs. Fuck it. Yeah, that's no good. Pass I, me that geode. Rocks and bombs. That's a good life. Rocks and bombs. Do you want to have, do you want some grass? No. Rocks and mm-hmm. bombs. That's rocks it. and bombs. Caxby suggests multiplayer Tetris, where each player controls only one kind of shape. So, like, if the backwards L tetromino is dropping, it's like Cody, Cody, Cody. Yeah, Cody, wake Cody, up. Cody, come on. It would be um, really gratifying to be the the line shape piece, and kind of shitty to be <laughs> anyone else. I here got I the co- second. Here I come to save you all. <laughs> I would actually. I think this is the type of game that would be immensely frustrating to watch if you're even a little bit good at Tetris, because you would just it would you would spend all your time watching your six shitty friends be bad at Tetris, and then every once in a while you get to try to slowly fix their Tetris mistakes. I just played a game of Puyo, Tetris, versus Rachel, and she does Puyo and I do Tetris, and we just go straight up. No fucking funny business. No items. Just a bat. No items. Fucking Final Destination Fox only. Let's go. And I had like, you know how I do. I had like 12 stacked up, and I had those lines about to drop, and then she kicked off this nasty Puyo chain that that annihilated me before I even had a chance to like clear a single line. You I just set up this, shot like, up to the top of the I screen. I set up this death trap of all of these fucking th- like three Tetrises in a row, and then she did to me what I was about to do to her, and it was the game lasted like twenty seconds. It's that so game t- rules, by the way. It's really good. It's so tempting too, like. As a as a I think I'm a better Tetris player than Puyo player. Like as a Tetris I'm player I'm awful at Puyo. I'm I'm perpetually 
perpetually setting myself up for some Tetrises that may never come. And then if my opponent does even anything and sends any junk my way, I'm just like, I immediately game over. Yeah. It's all pre-pro, but I don't, I don't execute. (laughs) I mean, we get a lot of them, Nick, here in Cool Games Inc. Industries that aren't good games, Mm -hmm. but they make me laugh. Like this poster for a movie called Arlo the Burping Pig with the tagline, getting piggy with it. Is this real? (laughs) Is that a real film? Getting piggy with it. Yeah, it's real. It's got Joey Lawrence in it. Fuck. Getting piggy with it. What do you think of this one from Fort 99 uh, who says, Pokemon meets Spore. Every player creates a Pokemon when they start playing the game. You can never catch them all. Um, there's just an infinite, I mean, this kind of sounds like Spore, but it's the, it's explicitly Pokemon and they battle like Pokemon and they look kind of like Pokemon. Imagine a character creator, it's whatever the fuck they're using internally at the Pokemon company where it's just the same bag of like eyeballs and kind of vaguely bird looking things and you can throw them together however you like. I mean, at this point, that process is they look around, they're like, what, what do you have on your desk there? Like, this is a coffee mug. And they're like, all right. Put some legs on it. Muggo. It's Muggo. He's psychic type and he flies. Here's his ability. Who does he evolve into, though? He the mugs into, evolves into two mugs. Oh. It's two mugs and they have the same handle. <laughs> Come I, on. Sorry, you're just explicitly talking shit about the sword guy now. I'm talking about the sword guy. I'm talking about the keys. I'm talking about Magnemite and Magneton and Magna, Magna, Super Magneton, who's put like 10 Magnemite and Magneton under the same. And the same Diglett, umbrella. Doug is... Trio, five Dugs. Is the next Dude, Pokemon game. If the next you talk Pokemon... shit hey, about Doug Trio on this fucking podcast, Pokemon this is going to be the last a, episode. The next fucking Pokemon game is going to have a Pokemon in it called Five Dugs, and it's just going to be five of those fucking stupid heads popping Good. up out of the. And it's going to be the best Pokemon yet. Duo Quartet, and it's a bird with four heads. Fucking, he's 40% better than Doug Trio. I'm um, not sh- The math is great. It is great. Three over five? That's fractions. That's fractions. <laughs> How about this one from Constable Jones? A game scene. <laughs> oh, this is good. This is it. What? Constable Jones sits this in. Thank you. A game sequel to Angels in the Outfield, where God has decided that the Lakers have sinned and must be punished. <laughs> Nicholas, this is a game, uh, the Angels in the Outfield product. Only but it's like... The- they flip the script on it. We're making, it's, we're, we're sabotaging the it's, Lakers. It's fucking, I think it could be, and it doesn't just have to be the Lakers. I think one player is playing against the AI. The other player is just stuffing them, non, like nonstop stuffs. And you have to like pass faster than God can see. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like right. fucking, you got to dish it to somebody else on the other side of the court and just go for another fucking full court shot because that's the only one that God, like, doesn't even catch in time. But the rest of them, God is going to stuff you over because there's nothing more satisfying in a basketball game than more than dunking, more than winning, more than getting a deep three is to just fucking stuff somebody. Mm. And this is an angelic stuffing game. Is are we are we so one of the players is playing as the angels, right? Yes, one and, it, it's it's one person is playing basketball, maybe two on two NBA. No, you'd need more than two players to sneak one by God. Hmm. Um, so maybe five on five, and it's a big court, and they're playing AI, and the AI is not good. It, we're talking about a full blown 
uh, Washington Generals versus the Harlem Globetrotter situation. But the Washington Generals have a big friend on their side named God. Um, and so, oh God, okay. So are we? can we trip a player up using our little angel powers? I think we have angel points. AP. And it's like AP. You have an AP. And you use this AP to activate certain moves. And I'm getting kind of uh, like the uh, Lionhead game black and white a little bit where you have mm. like God powers. Yeah. And I think stuffing is like the cheapest one. Because you can just fucking stuff. Like you have to be covering that player, but then you're like Christopher Lloyd floating over them just like skadomp. Nope. I didn't think you were going to hit that one. You like slap it into the concession stand. Yeah. Um, like they watch the ball leave their hands. You watch the replay. It clearly takes like a 90 degree turn about halfway yeah. through when the and, angels and, smacked it. And maybe you stove their wrist. And But there's other powers. I think tripping would be a lot of points. Could we get some sort of angel butter to put on the court and really fuck them up? And then they get Angel else. butter would be good. Here's the thing about tripping and, uh, and all that. You're still, you're still an angel. So you don't want to hurt them. No. You just want to make just, them embarrass themselves. You want to humiliate them while they're in the paint. Humiliation in the paint. Is it the name Some, of the game? Uh, just sort of. I like in the paint, right? In the outfield. There's yeah. one called in the ends. Is angels in the end zone? Is a football based. But they ain't done angels in the paint yet. They haven't done angels in the paint. Then that's the title. We got that already. Um, but I think that maybe the angels can also like. Oh fuck, dude. One of the powers is you can just, like, pick up one of the Washington generals and just, like, fly them across the court. You have to burn your whole meter to do that, but I love it. It's like, but it's, this is so fucking great. Yeah. This is really, really good. I want it, I want the basketball to be fun, too, right? Mm -hmm. I want it to be fairly arcade style, um, because I do like, I do like the NBA Jam style of interacting with basketball more than the like whatever is going on these days I, nba 2k 17 or whatever. i can't shake this image of an angel like picking up a basketball player and just carrying him to the fucking to to do a cool slam dunk like fucking the player looks back and he saw only one set of squeaking sneakers on the basketball court and it was because the angel was carrying him it's so good it's, it's really really good imagery good. And you know, like, there's nothing you could do with you. If you're the basketball player and you're just trying to get points, you, there's nothing you can do if you see one of the other team just like yeah, flying what are you gonna, around. What are you going to call a timeout? Complain to the ref? He just he did a good jump. It's angels, and I think we get to. I think the commentary for this game would be fucking incredible. The commentary would just be like, "Oh my, what? The ball just got slapped into the concession stand. It was about to hit a boy in the face, but it froze mm. in midair, not you, harming the boy. Do you think the NBA has like a supernatural power contingency plan? Like, if a ref sees something happen that is clearly supernatural, what is their? What are they supposed to do? Do, do they stop the game and like call the the NBA organizers? Like, what's the move? I want to tell you. I'll tell you. I'll give you the straight up answer to this, Nick. Yeah. I know the. I know the poop. 1997, a sobering movie came out called The Sixth Man, starring Marlon Wayans, in which a basketball player passed passed away and then used his ghostly powers to help the team win. Mm. And it was called The Sixth Man, and he was a ghost, and he flew around, and he helped them win at basketball. And the NBA commissioner saw this and said... We gotta fucking do something. We gotta prep. We are, we're unprepared. It's like how you know that, like... There's probably some sort of like aliens plan. It's probably not very good, 
It's not good. I think probably people have spent like 30 minutes on it. But there's probably an aliens plan. Yeah. There is a the NBA has a sixth man or angels in the paint plan. Mm. So maybe oh shit, you're saying that there's another party in all this. Well, that's what I was wondering is like do you as an as an angel, I'm like what's the challenge for you as a player as an angel? Do you have to worry about the refs spotting you and then talking into their lapel and being like we got an angel situation in here? And then you know who shows up? Bayonetta <laughs> She starts kicking and spinning Oh my god Damn Bayonetta 3 is a big departure But I'm I'm on board I'm, I'm actually really into it Can I say something weird about Bayonetta 3 The basketball is really good Yeah the basketball physics You can tell they put a lot of time into the basketball part of it So is this game actually called Bayonetta 3 Colon Angels in the Paint No it's just Angels in the Paint Bayonetta will be a pleasant surprise It's a cameo shows yeah. up. It's, it's a like, cameo it's a, it's a Metal Gear Solid 2 like Raiden situation Where players do not know to expect it Everyone kind of tacitly agrees not to talk about it in the reviews So when it happens happens yeah it's a big deal and maybe really... there's a rotation of like who else devil may cry i think the devil may cry dante Folks. in there dante is probably hurt angels at some point mm-hmm. um i've never watched even galleon but i think it's about like big robots that kill angels or something and right. so like we can get them in there get that guy um get shinji ghostbusters i don't think they explicitly kill angels but um, uh, yeah, some at one point an angel got sucked into that vacuum or whatever accidentally or whatever um, but the rest of the time it's just Kevin Durant getting stuffed by fucking Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> it's a good game. Uh, I think we did it. I would play the fuck out of this game. I, we came in, we were, you and me were both like lost in the paint a and, little bit. And someone, I did, I, do you feel oh, like maybe shit. a podcaster landed Dude, on your shoulder, a I podcast angel? Two hands under my armpits right now and they're lifting me up and I feel it and I'm not lying to you right now. Hmm. I just, I've never, can I say something? Mm-hmm. I want to get real for a second. Yeah. I've never stuffed anybody in real life in basketball. In basketball, yeah. I've stuffed lots of fools in other shit, but not in basketball. And I feel like I've just, I just, I don't know. I would love a, I would love a game that's just nonstop opportunities. Mm. You don't have to stress about your shooting. You don't have to stress about um, passing. All you have to stress about is following the ball, and then when you see, when you see LeBron go up, you say not not today, friend. It's 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 me. You know what you did. You block my the, shot. Get, but get that fucking jazz right out of here. Mm-hmm. And I think the other player can hear the angel player at all times. The angel player is wearing a microphone, so they can yell like boom shakalaka and get that jazz out of here. And that's some weak jazz and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Just like I, give them like the, yeah. the burns. Seems like a high. I don't want it. We don't have to solve this problem today. But it seems like there's a high level of that could, some of angel with a wrong attitude can make it a really negative game experience. Well, there's no cussing. If you cuss once, the bayonet shows up. There's <laughs> okay. cussing sensors like they had in um, Def Jam Rap Star. Oh, what? Def Jam Rap Star had cuss sensors? Actually, Def Jam Rap Star had the opposite of cuss sensors. It actually was set up. I think I've talked about this like a couple weeks ago, but it can it can tell whether you're saying the censored or uncensored oh, lyrics yeah, yeah, and gives yeah. you points either way. It might be fun someday, not, if we not to get ahead of ourselves, but we could do a sequel where you're a, like there's a chef trying to put together a, a stew. Uh, and then there's an angel trying to prevent him from cooking, like throwing the ingredients in and throwing oh the onions god. in, and we could call it stovetop stuffing. Oh my god, Nick, that's a 
either that is a mini game in Deep Angels in the Paint, or yeah. Angels in the Paint is a mini game of this one. I or, or it comes as a two bundle like Duck Hunt Mario. Bros. I kind of think at the very. I mean, we could just we nail the engine for this, and then we build a whole franchise of games around our specific asymmetrical angel net code because like you could do this to any i didn't realize it before we sat down to record this today that the angels in the outfield franchise was so vulnerable both it venerable in terms of where they could take it as a movie series and how good it would work as a video game so yeah great work Um, great work today we did really good work. Is the Angel VR? I know I don't want to go to this this go back to these fertile soils if we don't need to, but I do think just that one to one, just Oculus touch, like slap a fucking slap that jazz out of here would be so good. It would feel good if you had like a like a like a VR controller of some kind to knock that ball away. But I'm gonna say no. I think we need but to you get have ourselves- the microphone in the headset right there, so you can just whisper into it like slap that jazz, slap that jazz. Listen, eat rocks, grow bombs, slap that jazz. Slap that jazz. Uh, we did it. We're done. Um, boy, it's late, huh? Yeah. I have to edit this, so I'm ready to stop. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Cool Games Inc. Uh, we did it again. Thanks for listening. Tell a buddy leave the reviews. And see you next time on Bye. Cool Games Inc. Until then, I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Nick Robinson. No problem. Fine.